Welcome <laughs> back to another Greg, episode like, of More to the Story, the guy edition. All right, Farron is at home. We actually had, Ooh. she had something to do this morning, so I told her I'd take care of the two episodes today, and uh, that's exactly what we're going to do. Now, we started off talking about something wild, because I like, as I said, the conversation lingered over, but that's not what's going to be the the, the, the the basis of the conversation today. Uh, I'm going to introduce the guests, and then we're going to get into it. Ladies and gentlemen, to my left, we have... Uh, uh, Actor, comedian, writer, producer, editor, uh, extraordinary <laughs> clothing line designer. You see, you see, the, you see the hat. Oh man! You see the hat. You see the shirt. Your oh, story man. matters. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, make some noise. Welcome to the show, Mr. Keenan Baker. Bah, 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 oh, bah, 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 bah. Appreciate it. I mean, they Keenan Baker. I mean, shit. AKA Goose. They don't. Uh-huh. They didn't call me Goose hella times in my comment section. Uh, yeah, it's I. Yeah, yeah, they shit. each other stunt doubles. <laughs> <laughs> To my immediate right, man, this is a fellow St. Louis native. Uh, he is a producer, content creator. He's a cinematographer. He does videos for, I mean, if you got the budget, he can fuck with you. But you got to have the money. I'm going to be honest with you. He has an amazing uh, uh, podcast series called uh, uh, Creators Buffet. I did it. He's had a lot of people on there. Uh, but again, St. Louis native. You know what I'm saying? Homegrown. Been out here doing this goddamn thing. Ladies and gentlemen, put your hands together. Welcome to the show, Mr. Rich LaRue. Bye, 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 bye. What's up, my Yeah, guy? yeah. So, so yeah. happy to be here, yeah. man. Once again. <laughs> this nigga looks boy. like a music producer. I'm not going to hold you. <laughs> you look like a nigga. He's like, all right, just go ahead and get in the booth. We're going to just try to. He do like some nigga yeah. you know, turn the board right now. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, we just that? gonna see what happens. We just gonna see what happens real quick. Is that better? That's a little bright. That's a little bright. That's a little bright. Keep it, keep it. Yeah. Uh, and uh, lastly, but definitely not least, ladies and gentlemen, we have uh, the handyman extraordinaire. I mean, there's not much this man can't do. He's been doing a couple videos with his brothers, his new series, uh, and it is hilarious. He is the tour manager. He is the I mean, office specialist of operations and I don't know. I, I mean, anything that requires a hammer or a screwdriver, this is our go-to guy. <laughs> On top of being super organized with our touring uh, and dealing with all of these different personalities. Because we a lot. Me, Kev, Tony, now Brandon Lewis, Mel Mitchell. It's a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, Angel at one point. Like, I mean, he, he was dealing with all of us. And he's, he got two baby girls at home. And... Uh, Y'all know the rest, ladies and gentlemen, the immaculate beard of Mr. Greg Goosby. Goosby. <laughs> How y'all doing? Yeah. All right, so I got a fun fact about each one of y'all that I want to kind of jump into, and then we got to get into it. Um, y'all would never notice looking at him. He's from Georgia, okay? But Greg is a big country music fan. So I'm low-key. I got a little crush on Carrie Underwood. You know, I listen to a little mm. bit of country, Tim McGraw, Rascal yeah, Flatts, yeah. like so. My guy, I rock with you. He likes it to the point where he does country music. Really? <laughs> okay, so, <laughs> so so here's and it's amping, good. He's no. amping this up a thousand percent. Now That's, I do like country music, yeah, but I can't name them off like my man just did. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, I would prefer. Listening to country country music, you gave me a t- yeah. I listened to it before mm-hmm. anything else. I just don't know the artist like that. Yeah. I don't know. I like listening to it. Yeah, more not creating music, it. Yeah. I created a hook. Uh-huh. <laughs> a hook. Is it a song? I'm 40 <laughs> years old. Well, I'm 39 right now. Uh huh. Just one out of 40 years, man. Hey, man. Wow. Listen, Samuel L. Jackson to get his start to what? 41. 
Something like that. Something yeah. like that. Yeah. Oh, you got me on that one. Hey, man. I'm just saying, it ain't never too <laughs> okay. late to chase that dream, brother. Mm-hmm. It is a, I mean, it don't take much, Greg. You got one pop of song, you could come, you could be the little Duval of country music. You come out with some mm. fire ass singles, and yeah. that's it. OT Genesis ain't never gave us an album. You got some fire ass singles. He has it. Max, I never yeah. thought about that. Got some fire ass singles. Oh, that's nice. I didn't know that. Do yeah. you know who you look like from Atlanta? Hold up. Y'all sound just alike with the same look, same oh, hair, beard, nah. everything. Who who are you talking about? Mr. Willie Moe Jr. P dub. Pretty Willie. Remember from Pretty St. Louis? Willie. Uh, yeah. Pretty yeah. Willie Suella. My life is uh, yeah. like a whirlwind. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Bro, we went to gospel now though. Yes. Yeah. So, I'm about to show you. I, I promise you. Does you he guys have a um, podcast or something? Yes. <laughs> yes. This guy, we went You're to going Essence to really Festival. Think. And he's gospel now. Yes. Okay. So it might be the guy this guy thought I was at Essence Fest. Oh. Like, I'm going to show you first. <laughs> Don't just look like him sitting right there. <laughs> kind of resembles him. Bro. It kind of, he's like a little bit slimmer in the face, like, but. Seriously. Yeah. Hey, hey, if put, you, him, put him on, uh, give him that close up real quick. I mean, he's just another bald head dude with a beard, <laughs> man. That's kind of how it goes. Wait a way better eyebrows than I'll ask brother. <laughs> hold on, wait, hold on, wait a minute. I want to get a good one where, where it's all the way exposed. That was a good one for that the was camera. A good one. Yeah, yeah, okay, that, that let me go back to camera. that. Where it go? I can give it to him. Yeah, I don't know if we can get in on that. Let me see. Wow. Ah, oh, let me see. I'll get it closer to that. Willie Mose. That's, that's Greg boy. right there. Oh, <laughs> my goodness. That's Greg Cash right there. <laughs> that's my guy, man. Big shout out to Peter. Okay. Willie um, Mo Jr. Next up. Mr. Keenan Baker. What you got about A lot me? of you guys already know this because you might have been watching um, his podcast, but Keenan is a big anime fan. Oh, yeah, that's the Big hard, anime yeah. fan. Like, like, not just like, oh, I watch a couple videos. Like, they had a whole podcast centered around anime called Animation. Wow. And they they broke down. Like, if you were a guest that gave you a, a title to look up, you watch it. When you come on the show, y'all discuss that actual movie. Or that actual episode and like heavy into it. How did you get into that? Uh, I mean, it, it started when I was just a kid. This, uh, I guess, some illegal stuff. Um, uh, <laughs> we had a friend that this is when torrent sites were like just torrent sites. So like LimeWire, Napster didn't exist yet. Mm. So I guess it's kind of telling on myself. But this this cat across the street, this uh, he was it was like Asian and white, and they were like just like yo, this thing called Dragon Ball Z or whatever. And I used to see like I saw some stuff on TV a little bit, but it's like they got the movies. So they would used to go on the torrent sites. Download the movies, which take like nine hours because he was yep, using yeah. dial up. And then it started from there with just Dragon Ball Z first, which is why I had the, the KB logo and the Dragon Ball Z letters. And then after that, I just got it. I just, the animation style, if you like Ninja Turtles, you're like, oh, I'm a Ninja Turtles fan. I like fighting. It's like, this this shit is is on steroids. Mm-hmm. So if you was a Ninja Turtle fan, you should have loved something like anime because they was getting active. Like, mm-hmm. and I love shit when they getting active, just throwing hands. I love that shit. <laughs> so it was like, and the thing that we watched, one that I had you watch, wasn't like a a, a fighting one. But mm-hmm. most of the times, I just I'm into like the fighting shit, motherfuckers getting killed because it's kind of cool to just watch something in a fantasy to be like, all right, this is not what I would ever do myself. <laughs> but I want to watch somebody get sliced the fuck up. Awesome shit to where it's like, you know what I'm saying? Can we curse on here? Yeah, okay. absolutely. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it's to his show, to his, yeah, What the fuck that mean? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so that's what kind of got me into it. It's just like, I just like the style of animation and stuff like that. And it's just, it's just, it's fun and relaxing to watch. Like, it's, you know, you're watching it in, in sub, which is, you know, Japanese most times. And it's, if you can't read Sub-a-dub. fast, yeah. you can't read fast. It's relaxing to watch. For I, me? I've watched this One Punch Man with my little brother. 
You don't like One Punch Man? Hell no. He bald just like us. Look, this guy goes around. He's a one punch, literally, <laughs> what he says. Yeah. Punching through people's heads. Yeah. Just imagine, like, imagine you want Earth and your whole goal is to be the best fighter and then you can never find a worthy opponent. That's that's his whole struggle. That's his whole shit. He's like, I can't find nobody ass to beat. Because <laughs> I'm too good. I'm too I'm strong. I'm too good at this shit. And all this... he do is push-ups, sit-ups, and like... Pull ups. That's all, and run like a mile. That's all he do. That's you, Greg. You should love this nigga, bro. Be honest. And then there's so many movies. Yeah, I watched Dragon Ball Z in school, but once it got to sale, yeah. After sale, no Majin Buu. Yeah, Majin Buu. That's when it yeah. I was, I was out. Yeah, because it just keeps going and going. It's going now too. I do like it, but that One Punch Man tripped me out when I when my brother showed me that. All right, yeah. I'm going to get to this next thing about Rue, and then uh, bring all of this together so we can uh, get a little time in on the real conversation I wanted to have. Rich LaRue from St. Louis. I told you he's a content creator, uh, producer, director. He does all this stuff. But did you guys know that Rich LaRue has a Ninja Warrior profile because he wanted to be on American Ninja Warrior? Oh, snap. Yeah, man. What's up? I respect I'm, that. I'm yeah. like a little black ninja. I just, man, I'm going to tell you, I watched this movie called Tracer on Netflix uh, one day, and that's what got me into parkour. I'm mm. like, damn! I like how they just hop off the buildings to that building, sliding down stuff. I'm like, I like that. And mm -hmm. I'm, and as a kid, I was climbing trees. You know, I'm from Chicago originally, yeah. before St. Louis. Oh mm. shit! So I was just like, I was always doing stuff. I was always in the woods. So, um, I did American Ninja Warrior for uh, the first two years. The first year, I did six out of seven obstacles. Did not get aired because I didn't have a heart breaking story. Mm. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah. That's wild. Like, yeah. Yeah. That's, that's yeah, the game. That's yeah. yeah, but um. I love it, man. I'm I'm a daredevil, but as you get older, you get close to that forty mark. Um, I'm not always there. I'm not almost there yet. But uh, you mm. know, you just don't do things like you used to. No, 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 no. No. You look at it. You look at the ground, and you be like, Nah, not this. Yeah, one. Not but today. it's a lot of active things I still do because uh -huh. it's it's fun for me. Like yeah. to just figure out how quickly can you exit a situation mm -hmm. with knowing how to utilize what's there. My brain sees things that most people can't. Like, mm -hmm. I go climb a 10-foot fence and, and hop over, but you got to know how to do that. Like Without hurting yourself. Yeah. That pull-up at the end is the most dangerous part, because that's where you scrape your arm and your chest trying to get over. So that's why you practice muscle-ups. You know how you pull up over the bar? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Once you practice that and you get that down, all right, you're a beast. So when you, when you go to places now, do you be like, yeah, so I can get out of here. Like, are you? Are you like? Are you like? I need yeah. to scale that wall. If some shit popped off. Garages are definitely. Yeah, I can show you right. A guy. Imagine your apartment building, right? This is your balcony here, uh -huh. and eight feet over is the other balcony. I just watched the guy go from each one. I saw that one too. You saw that? Yeah, it's the same guy that flipped in between the side. And he yes. fell. And fell With no rope. <laughs> yeah. No rope. No yeah. nothing. Yeah. He's just, just like it. straight going down. It's a. Uh, but you can't have fear. As you get older, we get a little bit fear when it comes yeah. to yeah. losing our life. Yeah, mortality Ooh. kicks in. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, I brought all of this up so we can. We we run it behind, but uh, we're gonna try to get as much out as possible. Um, we're all from different walks of life. But we, a lot of us go through a lot of the same things. Like, Greg, you're married. Kenny, you're newly married. Rich, you're still out here. I be wilding. <laughs> I be wilding. Uh, <laughs> Greg, don't do that. Don't give them water they need. <laughs> but we all deal with a lot of the same stuff. And this kind of <clears throat> spawned from a conversation that I was having with the fellas this weekend. And we just kind of bonded over how, how many similarities we have in being married or being in a dating field and, and trying to do something that is unconventional when you're in entertainment, whether it's, you know, 
uh, shooting videos for people, writing treatments and stuff like that, whether it's uh, entertainment management or stand-up comedy or acting or podcast, whatever it is, balancing the love and the necessity for perfecting your craft with the love for your partner or just, you know, having or finding a love life, how difficult is it for you guys to do that? I know what it's like mm. for me, but like, Greg, you got two little ones too. Yeah. You got two brand new little ones. How difficult is it for you? And what are some of the the the, the pitfalls you run into when trying to get other things off the ground and still be a family <clears throat> man? Well, the situation with me is I my dream was never to be a entertainer or, you know, social media comedian or anything. Mm. So I started out in facilities. So <clears throat> working with my hands, maintenance man, then started managing buildings. And my goal was to become a director, mm -hmm. facilities director. So I was on my way there. Yeah. Wife gets pregnant, Netflix calls, hey, let's move to California. Boom. Now mm -hmm. I'm in California. Don't need to work because the wife is making enough money. Right, right. Mm -hmm. I've been on call for 15 years doing HVAC and uh, maintenance stuff. Mm -hmm. So now I'm like, shit. Start this, over in a brand new environment. This is a yeah. new weight off my show. I'm, I'm good. Now I have to start completely over. Mm -hmm. Started getting into the social media department, you know, doing all that stuff with you all. But then the wife loses her job. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. So now... We're in a situation where I have to uh, put my big man pants back on, mm -hmm. right? But you can't really, I'm putting them back on, but the money that I'll be making doing that wouldn't suffice yeah. for LA. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? <clears throat> yeah. So now I'm in a old, just. A bind. Yeah, yeah. a bind. Now, how did you, before you go on, how do you deal with that frustration that comes along with that? It's like, damn, if we had never moved out here, we'd be straight, right? But at the same time, the opportunities that you've gained from being out here, you know, kind of dwarf possibly staying back where you're from. Mm -hmm. But now you're in a situation where you're starting from the ground up. Yep. And even starting from the ground up, giving it your all, isn't financially enough. Mm -hmm. And you got a new baby. Yep. And now you're feeling all the pressure that the societal norm of a male provider carries yeah. in a brand new market. How do you deal with that shit? Man, I talk to my wife mm -hmm. and I let her know exactly how I'm feeling. And I also lift hella weights. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all better get out, sweat. Oh, boy. Get that stress <laughs> up off you. Because, boy, if you bury yourself in your house, you're going to be total ill up. Yeah. Yeah. So <clears throat> I tell her how I'm feeling, what's happening, just to get reassurance that she's not like, oh, man, this fucking game working. Mm -hmm. oh, he ain't bringing enough money in. Mm -hmm. I'm I'm making this. I'm making that. You know what I'm saying? So um, getting that reassurance from her that she's like, I know we're in this situation, yeah. but let's just keep going. Let's keep moving. So having a partner and expressing that to her and commuting, communicating that to her without creating your own narrative. Yeah. Because yeah, man. naturally you're going to be like, mm, oh, yep. man, she ain't trying to have sick tonight because I ain't bringing no money. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Let me put a pin in that because, Kenan, I heard that, oh, yeah, and that shit sound like it came from a real place. <laughs> Was that, does that piggybacking on, like, having that communication or allowing her access to the information so she doesn't create her own narrative. It's, it's both. It's okay. like, it's 
people always say communication is key in a relationship, but I think effective communication is really the key. Mm. So being able to communicate and, you know, you know, understand each other the right way. Um, and then giving her the space to be like, hey, look, this is what's happening. You know, I feel like I don't give all the information because I also don't want my lady to worry too much. And I know I got it. Cause I know, I know I can kind of have a moment and be like, oh shit, like if something's falling financially, I can get it back. But if I tell her immediately, she might be like, okay, what do we got to do? So I'd be like, all right, I keep some of the stuff in the, in, in to me. And then I'd be like, I figure, I, I typically figured it back out. Can I pin that real quick? Cause this is something that I've, I've recently dealt with when mm-hmm. trying to plan some for someone to come to town. I didn't know all the plans. Fair this type of person, she'd be like, hey, I'm going out of town this month. I don't know the dates yet, but I just want to put a pin in it and let you know what's going on. Yeah. And then she'll circle back and she'll tell me all the rest of the plans. Then she'll circle back and confirm everything and make sure I'm okay with it. I operate more like you. Mm. I'll give you all the information once I got a solution for it. Mm-hmm. But it's like, why am I bringing up all these pieces? Because that don't make any sense. So, I mean, we got into a big thing about this. And I had to understand that for her to feel comfortable, she needs to know the moving pieces. And yes. that caused a lot of friction between us in the past because she felt like she was being left out of the decision making. Right. One of the first things we changed, or she changed me, was the happy wife, happy life. She was like, I didn't marry you to be a yes man. Mm. I need your opinion. Because if I'm fucked up on some shit, I need you to let me know. I need you to be man enough. and can, can, um, I need you to be, uh, what is it? Sure enough and confident enough to tell me when I'm when you don't like something because yeah. I won't know it and there's something to fester and it start to build. So all I would say is I understand how you lead and how you make that decision, but you can also let her know, hey, this is going on, but I don't want you stressed. I already got this, this, and this right. to take care of it. I just want you in on the communication and the planning so you know exactly what's going on at all times. And we've had those discussions also because she's she's the planner. She's like I'm like the dude that's like. I'm just gonna do something that day. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so her, she writes her day out the night before. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And then wakes up in the morning and goes, All right, here are the keys to my day in a yeah. sense. And I'm gonna go through these things for the keys of my day. And so it's like I understand that we kind of ha- either have to intertwine our styles a little bit. Mm-hmm. And it's just like it's it's it was still a work in progress. We have moments where we do well, we have moments when we don't do well. But we I've, also do have the we, we're still working at it with that. I've uh during that conversation when me and Farron were talking about that. I did share with her my frustration. I feel like I told her I was like I feel like most of our marriage has been me coming up to your level to meet you. Mm. You know, when it comes to communication, when it comes to planning, when it comes to finances, it's always been me coming up to your level, not you coming to meet me at mine. And I will give her the credit because most of the times her way is better. I ain't gonna hold you. It is more efficient. <laughs> it is it's it's more economically sound. And it makes for a better way of doing things. But I just wanted to give that because, like, you might not see the change immediately. Mm. But if you pull the lens back, you see how much I've changed from the day we started this to where we are now. And sometimes I just need you to be a little forgiving and understanding of sometimes the slower process with other things. Because our entire marriage has been me coming to your level, mm. me stepping it up. Very, very rarely have you come down to me. And I just need that consideration when dealing with patience with me changing. Right. Uh, now, Rich, you're in a completely different field. <laughs> you're a ninja warrior. You love taking your shirt off on pictures. <laughs> <laughs> you're a single man out here doing your goddamn thing. How do you balance a love life, your career, and I don't know if you're looking for a woman or you're just open to dating or... 
uh, you look wait for the right one, or you don't even want to get involved in that type of shit while you're chasing a dream. How do you do what you do? So here's my thing on that. I I actually was in a relationship last year that I would still say is probably one of the best experiences I've ever had in my life. And I think once you learn the values of who you are, you become grounded in knowing what you want and you understand what communication is, everything changes. When women speak about, oh, I'm focused on this, I can be focused on this, but when you date the right woman, when you date the right man, it brings everything together to where now I found my way of shutting those people down that have something to say. Mm -hmm. I want love. I'm a, I'm a very loving type of guy. Mm -hmm. I love to love. And once I set my mind up that I want you, I'm all in. Mm -hmm. And, you know, um, I think that helps a lot with your relationship and just listening to what you were saying. When you have that trust factor where you know that this other person has your best interests, yeah. it makes everything go smooth to where you can Man. have those difficult conversations. So I'm ready for that. You know, when the right person comes along, um, I don't mind entertaining a situation because mm -hmm. that's how I feel life goes. And to be honest with you, uh, a man finds a wife finds a good thing, but also a man that finds a girl, it gets you in more doors because now you're not a threat by yourself. Mm -hmm. There's certain jobs I can't do just because I'm single. Yeah, Nobody's ever going to say that, but if you think about it, like even y'all, like, oh, let's have Rich probably come out for this. Ah, oh, but he got to have a girl. If he ain't got no girl, mm -hmm. it makes the sale easier to do more, which mm -hmm. you gain more in your business. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's a lot of parties I go to. You got to have a lady with you or you can't get in. <laughs> I mean, now, I got options to, you know, you know, I, I can make a few phone calls, but, but I, I can honestly say I do not share my energy with everybody. I can't. Yeah. You can't. You got to be yeah. very protective. Yeah, of it. I'm gonna, and it's not like I don't say that loosely. How we all like, oh, we LA, we not share it. No, I really don't, bro. Yeah. I will really remove myself from any situation that I'm not excited about being. At. I'm excited about being here. So yeah. I'm here. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? Yeah, I call Rich an hour before this show. He had plans and everything, and he changed his day to pull up. And that's some real shit. I appreciate that, but it also lets me know, like, when I told him what we were going to talk about, he's like, that sounds amazing. Yeah. I want to be a part of that. Yeah. Everybody I call, for the most part, were here today on some last-minute shit, with the exception of Keon, because I talked to him last night, I think. But <laughs> call, call, me, call me Keon. No, no, man. Keon's right there at the door. Oh, what the hell? <laughs> That's why I'm I get, I get, right. call, I get called Keon so much. That's why I get called this nigga all the time. I get told I look like Greg and get called Keon. He ain't got no idea. I ain't got no man. identity, man. I'm Keenan Baker, yeah. man. I'm sorry. Hilarious. <laughs> Keon Greg Baker. Uh, but um, I felt it was necessary to have this conversation because we get a lot of the good, and you, most of you guys know my 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 situation. I'm Polly. And a lot of people were questioning why we came out and uh, how we managed. But a lot of people don't understand the level of communication that's required to survive this lifestyle, maintain this lifestyle. We talk about everything. And, and that's it, what they don't do. That's yeah. why they can't have it. That's why even if you don't want to be poly, you can learn a lot from people that have that relationship because of the way that you guys communicate. Yeah. So many people that are single in their own individual situationships and marriages, they're insecure. Yeah. So that they're afraid to think about what the other person may think, not knowing that you speaking up in your present state of mind will mm -hmm. allow the other person to open up if they're real. And it it like I will say I was a big stubborn ox, man. We get into it. First of all, I don't want to talk about it. Second of all, I ain't ready to talk for four, five, six, seven days. Oh it's gonna gosh. be it's gonna be thick ass tension in this house. Mm. You cut that shit. <laughs> and now I'm at a point where it's like, okay, you ready to talk about this? No? Okay, I'm not going to force it. Whenever you're ready, let me know. 
Let, when you're ready, we will set that time aside and do it. We don't run from the hard conversations. Mm. And that has helped us so much because, one, it, it it alleviates the opportunity for things to fester and carry on week to week, month to month. But also, the, the, the more we have those hard conversations, the less hard they are. It becomes easy to have a hard conversation. Very and then true. it goes into just having a conversation. Anytime we go on vacation, anytime we play or anything like that, we have a debriefing afterwards. We communicate so much now. Like, it is, it's, 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 it's insane. Like, I've never communicated this much in any relationship, <clears throat> in any friendship, anything like that. And I think that's, it's so vital. Like you said, effective, not just communication, but effective communication is so vital for any relationship, but especially this relationship. How are you, each of you, we can start with Greg, with dealing with, a hard conversation. Were you like me? Were you the ox? Or were you one of the people like, all right, well, let's talk about that. Let's figure this out. Uh, Man, it took... It's hard for me to take things... Um, I take things di like she's disrespecting me a lot. Yeah. Right? When she just straight blunt with me. Yeah. I'm like, man, who you... You know... <laughs> who you talking to? Now put it back on the nigga. You got to see his face when he did it, though. Who is you talking to? <laughs> yeah. Don't do that. You know what I'm saying? Like, But it don't even be that. She yeah. be telling me the truth. Like, hey, we need to do this today. Oh, hey, we need to do this today. And I'm just like... You know, talk like now, is it her approach that makes you feel that way? Or <clears throat> is it the fact that a lot of men don't like authority. Yes. And so you telling me this, and then mm. it's something that I was already going to do, or I had already thought about doing, the way you brought it to me makes me feel disrespected or slighted. Nah. The way my wife communicates with me, she's never disrespecting me. Right. It's all me. Right. Feeling like, who you talking to? Mm. And it's ne it's never that. It's my ego. Right. And like, you're going to respect me type right. feeling. Uh, I've, I've been trying to push that mm -hmm. all out the door because once that goes and you can really talk about it, you get her, I get her insight and I'm like, oh, okay, that's where you coming from. Mm -hmm. And now when she approaches me, she's like, hey, look, I, I'm about to say this. Mm. Don't take it. No oh, so she says the stage now. Yeah, now she that's says the yeah. stage for real because it's happened so much yeah. to where you know I shoot some jazz back because I feel like she's disrespecting me. Gotcha. But in reality, she's not. So she's like, look, I'm about to say something. You ready? Mm -hmm. And I'm like, all right, go ahead. What's Hold up? on, bro. Let's clap that up for great communication. <laughs> yeah. Because that's something that's so small that mm -hmm. could have turned into something so big. Oh, yeah. But y'all were mm -hmm. able to talk through that mm -hmm. and alleviate that problem from continue to grow in future instances. And that's a big thing. But that's... That's putting in the fucking work, bro. Yeah. My advice to men is your wife isn't, she's not one of them boys and niggas out in the street. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? So don't take what she tells you. If she's like, hey, baby, it's uh 10 o'clock. You ain't got up. You ain't worked out. You ain't did this. You ain't did mm -hmm. that. What's up? Let's move. Let's move. Let's move. Move, nigga. Yeah. yeah. She like, has your best interest at yeah, heart. Yeah, yeah. Anything that they typically, anything that they say is not coming from a place of malice. It's coming from a place of concern mm -hmm. and, and well-being. Like she's trying to make sure you stay on your square for the most part. Yeah. So, but us hearing it come at that oh. way, especially if we ain't in the mood to hear that shit, mm, yeah. we immediately perceive it and we selectively hear it as, 
Who the fuck you think you are sitting around here all goddamn yeah. day and got up? I get it. Yeah. I completely get it. Now, did you, last thing before I go to Rich, is this something that y'all just talked about amongst each other or is this something that therapy helped with? No. So we haven't um, been in therapy yet. Mm. Uh, but being around Kev and Melissa, damn, mm. they're like therapy because mm -hmm. they have been in therapy. They did that Love Hour podcast. Mm -hmm. I was the one editing it, so listening to it every day. Mm -hmm. It was like, man, I'm be tripping. Yeah. Mm. You know? Um, also having a dad that was just straight military strict. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Don't you raise your voice. Don't you talk back. Mm -hmm. It's my way or the highway. That has to get up out of me. You know yeah. what I'm saying? So, uh, Yeah. Th That's a thing. Yeah. And it's, it's hard. Fellas, put the camera on me right here. <laughs> it's hard, man. It is hard. Yeah. But you got to let it go and let your wife talk, girl talk, whoever you're dealing with, your partner. Just open your mind and listen. Because now that um, I might ask too many questions now. You know what I'm saying? Like Overstand. Oh, yeah. Poly, I want to overstand. Poly, mm -hmm. um, uh, homosexuality, mm -hmm. uh, trans. I'm like, so. What's this? Tell me exactly how. What? How are you feeling about yeah. this? What yeah. do you feel like you was born like this? Or yeah. do, it, did, did something? But happen? you want to know I, now? Yeah, I'm gonna open. That's I'm gross, asking though, bro. Great. Yeah. I remember who you were when you moved out here. Oh, yeah, <laughs> so man. when I tell you that's growth for my boy, whoa, Rich. How do you go about these these uncomfortable conversations, man? So the way I see it is this: you have to, and the biggest lesson I learned from my last relationships and just reading so much, you have to know who you're dating. Mm -hmm. You have to know who you're dealing with because, as much as I can love all three of you or four of you as brothers, you can give me advice, but I can't necessarily use it because what works for you may not work with the mm -hmm. individual person that I'm with. Yeah. So I was in a situation where she brought it to my attention like, hey, um, if we ever get in a space where this is happening, let's make sure that we talk about this before we go to sleep, no matter what happens. Mm -hmm. That's a healthy a healthy boundary that you just can't just not accept. Yeah, you know you what I mean? So that. I think it's also getting older. Yeah. When you get older, you care less about you know, certain Being things. white in certain situations. Yes. So it's mm -hmm. like, I want to have a conversation with you. And I think in all things, I don't care who you are, where you are, if you do things with love, it is always accepted. Mm -hmm. And for the person that knocks that in that conversation, I can't deal with you. Mm -hmm. So as long as I approach the situation like, look, this happened and I want to talk to you about it. So mm -hmm. I'm setting the stage. But also people got to realize that you have to ask a person where they are presently, meaning they're at work because you can't have a deep conversation with someone if they're already dealing with something. Mm -hmm. So knowing when to set it up so you can have that time so they can prep their brain for it. Yeah. That's that's the approach. So that's, you, a, yeah. that's a great thing. And I, I, just to piggyback off of that, fellas, I know that feeling that we get when a woman says, hey, we need to talk. That feeling is... Bone. I I don't even know. I can't explain it with regular words because yeah. I've I've been there. I, I don't have it as much, but I've been in that situation. Of like, all right, what I do wrong now? What I fuck up? What didn't I do? All of that. But sometimes it's about like Farron will surprise me, and I ain't saying that like she doesn't ever admit. Like Farron will often admit when she's wrong about something, and mm -hmm. I appreciate her having that ability because some people, men and women, can't do that. But sometimes when we're having a conversation, it might be about her being wrong. It might be about a party or it might be about travel or something like that. But me going into it with that angst and that feeling that it's going to be a negative conversation sets the tone on my behalf. Facts. And now I'm going in super defensive. 
So I'm 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 sitting like this, but I'm really sitting like, all right, so what? So I can block everything that you come with because I'm listening. I'm listening defensively. That's because we've been trained yes, that man. when we hear that to do that, like yeah. what you said. Right? Like if you think about something in the black community, when we say certain things being funny, we're mm -hmm. only mimicking what we've heard as a child. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? So we bring those same situations like, eat all your goddamn food, do this and do that. Everything, we repeat that cycle. And I've like, the first book that I read that changed my life was Breaking the Habit of Being Yourself by Dr. Joe Dispenza. When you're able to recognize your traumas and your triggers and things that you have unconsciously done your entire life, mm. you want to change that, bro. Like with my son, he's 16, he's 6'1". I do not talk to him how I've been talked to my entire life. Mm -hmm. Like, And it's like something so small as how we project things and how we get so used to pleasing others. It goes, they give the story in this book that I read called The Master Itself with a Little Kid. And think about this and picture this. <clears throat> when your little child says that I'm full, a lot, our parents like, man, you just want to go play, eat all your food, eat, eat, eat all this, I bought this, I, I'm struggling, whatever the case may be. We project all those issues onto a child and now what do they do? they like, if I eat my food, my mom's going to be happy. If I eat my food, I can go get ice cream. If I eat all this, not knowing that he's probably full. Mm. So now that child grows up in the mindset of doing things that he doesn't want to do out of his own comfort just to please somebody else. Mm. And this is how relationships are. And that's Ooh. why they're so jacked up. Because women and men are doing things just to please the other person that doesn't make them comfortable because they're afraid to speak up. Because mm -hmm. as a child, you've been conditioned to move that way. That's why I'm fat. <laughs> <laughs> Mom will let me get up. Now I got to eat everything that's on my plate. You know what I'm saying? The kid, I would get mad when the kid were like, I don't want this. The fan would be like, okay, well, you're done eating. Because I wasn't raised that way. I'd be like, give me that food. I'll pile it on my shit eating because... I was conditioned to eat all the food that's on your plate. You don't throw shit away in this house. Yeah. If you're done, wrap it up. Eat it tomorrow for lunch or something like that. Mm -hmm. And I never even connect, correlated those two like that. God damn. That's that, that the is, master itself, bro. That is good, Rich. That was good because, yeah. <laughs> like, eat, eat all of those vegetables. Yeah. yeah. Because I worked hard for it. Yeah, I got to yeah. do this. I put all this. And you ungrateful? Yeah. Not, hey, mom, dad. I'm gonna be honest, I'm just full. I don't really wanna go outside and yeah. play. Yeah. But eat all your food. Well, can I eat it later on? Mm. It's like, damn, now this is how people get jacked up. Yeah, that's true. That's, that's something new to think about, Keenan. Um, and we are, we, we're about 10 minutes out from the normal episode. So I'm gonna tell the guys that are waiting out there that we're gonna get started 10 minutes late so we can go ahead and finish this. I don't wanna rush this conversation. I wish mm -hmm. we could have got it started a little early, but this is so fucking good. And I feel like it's so necessary. And I hope that ladies, cause it's mostly ladies that are watching, I hope you guys share this with some, some, some guys that can possibly enjoy this, learn from it. Uh, uh, and and they can continue to share it, man, because we're gonna do two of these episodes. I got a whole nother crew coming in right after this. Um, but yeah, this this is fantastic. Kenny, what you got? I mean, there was multiple things that was just said here. Because right? <laughs> even the food thing, I, my dad used to be like, it was to a point where my dad was like, face the wall when you eat, and when you finish your food, come over there and show me your plate when you're done. That's how I, my, my dad's military, my dad's Marine. So it was like, wow. I grew up. You Dad know, also a porn star. <laughs> he, I mean, yeah, he did. He damaged your porn for a second, but um, when <laughs> what? That's a story for another episode. Hold another episode, bro. man. I wasn't ready. <laughs> <laughs> they showed me the video. Like, what you think? So, what I got to do? Better? I'm like, all right. Anyway, so my both my parents are like New Yorkers. So they both yeah. from bedside. So it's like. I grew up in a house of pit bulls. Yeah. So the way they communicated was just like, oh, it was aggressive. It was yelling. Um, at times it was domestic violence. 
And so my brother and I were growing growing up in that. That's how we saw how to communicate. Now, yeah. for me, I knew that domestic violence is not the way I want to do things. Yeah. But verbally was that was how I communicated. I was I was loud. I, I talked like a New Yorker back then. It was like my hands are like moving. And so I can never see you doing that. That's so when crazy. I, when I when I when I'm getting like I don't even call it because I when I get angry, I get quiet. But when I get passionate, I get loud. Yeah. It's, it's, it's a difference. You yeah, know what yeah, I mean? yeah, yeah, yeah. For sure. So for like sure. when I, I went to therapy. So like when and talking to my therapist, I was like, you know, you know, why isn't my lady, you know, when we talk is it's always like this, and she's I hate how she kind of communicates, like you said, she'll shut down for four or five days. That was me. And he was like, Bro, you understand that you're you're bringing two different worlds together. He's like, I understand y'all both black. But he's like, y'all worlds are colliding and y'all not raised the same. Like mm-hmm. you was essentially raised by two people from the streets that communicate like they from the streets. She wasn't, that's not how her parents raised her. They're very quiet. There's very, there's not really yelling in her house. So even with me, when I was communicating with her, at one point in time, I would, when I would be talking passionately, mm-hmm. I made sure one, because she would say she she I seen her jump before, get kind of a little scared, a, a little afraid. Mm-hmm. So I was, I would start to communicate from a further distance to be like, hey. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to do anything like that to you. Right, right, right. Also knowing that she probably she doesn't do well when I'm like that. So oh, commu- at that level. Right. So I have to I had to work on my communication to bring it down to a level, but also too on her end, the four or five days shit, that ain't rolling with me. I'm not I'm not waiting for you <laughs> for four or five days to get this shit together. Yeah, the you two days get ain't promise. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and, like, and that, mm-hmm. that's exactly my mentality. It's like, yo, I'm gonna not see you after this. Mm-hmm. Let's hit it now. And so for her. I was like, if you can't do it immediately, I, I always say it was like, communicate to me like, hey, I'm, I'm still processing. Give me some time to process. Mm-hmm. But we got to pretty much nip this in the bud the day. Yeah. We can't We can't really do this. Uh, we can't really do this three days from now because it's like, like I said, tomorrow's not promised. And I was mm-hmm. really, really big on that because I've lost a lot of friends and family in the past five years, like over 10, 15. Yeah. So I was just like, nah, you, we going to do this right now. now. But I've done a lot better... And she's done a lot. Of, we both worked on being a lot better on how we communicate to balance it out because she needed to work on this side on her end. I needed to work on my side on my end to like bring it here. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I mean that's that's pretty much like I was like kind of like I guess you know I understand what Greg's coming from too. Was like when you when somebody's taking a shot, you feel like it's a shot at your ego. Mm-hmm. You know, I had to work on that too as a as a dude. You lead with your ego. Yeah, we lead with pride and ego with our chest out. So it's like like you say, nigga, what the, what the? my issue was don't talk to me. Like, don't tell me to do something that you don't want me to do. Like, so she'd be like, yo, don't do this mm-hmm. or whatever. I was like, all right, cool. I'll work on that. But then she'll do that same shit. Mm. And that's when I, that's when my ego goes like, nigga, what the, who, who, <laughs> you know, what you talking about? You just did the same shit with you. You need to get on. And so it's like, all right, one, we're different people. Mm. We operate differently. Have the patience to be like, all right, she might not even realize that she's even doing what she's telling me not to do right. on my end. So work on that, all that stuff like that. So. It's still a work in progress for newlyweds. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Um, but it's we still. I feel like we've done. I think the therapy has definitely helped us both out in a sense. Yeah, and not not couples therapy. We. I'm not. I'm not saying I'm not a fan of couples therapy, but I'm like individual therapy is first. Yeah, I needed to work on me first. Then, if you want to come, I feel like most of your issues going to be worked out in individual therapy because there's a lot of shit from childhood, like you said. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of shit from your childhood, how you communicate, how you were triggered by shit, and you working that shit as an individual. When you come together, you be like, oh. That's that's what it was. It was it was my parents. It ain't even you. It was some Bro. shit my my parents did. I am still one of the great things about therapy for me is, and I talk about this when I'm doing the ad. We tend to think about a lot of the shit that's stressing us, 
And because we thought about it in our mind, we felt like we've, we've tried to figure out every way to fix that. Yep. But so much shit is discovered when you actually speak it aloud. Mm -hmm. There have been so many times when I connected triggers from past traumas to my current life. Facts. And we have a dog. Y'all know the dog. I don't really fuck with the dog. I don't walk the dog. I don't feed the dog. I don't put water in the dog. But I don't fuck with this dog at all. So I'll be like, I don't like this fucking dog. I I I tolerate it at best. But and he's a cute little dog. I just I'm not a fan of animals. And it wasn't until a week ago, me and Farron in the car. And I mean, he's a dog. He's had a couple of accidents in the house, but for the most part, he's pretty solid. Unless he get into some shit, eat some shit he wasn't supposed to. But we were talking about it. I was like, "Yeah, I just don't like the smell of pee in a house." I was like, when I was growing up, um, me and my mom would get beat for it because my 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 sister's dad had a cat, and if he peed in the house or something. He would blame us. He'd be like, well, y'all must have been in his his area. So he tried to move to another area to like, you know, mark his territory. Did mm. y'all change the litter box? Did y'all move the litter box? Did y'all make sure he ate at the regular time? He would blame us for the actions of a cat. My mom would get beat. And I never connected those two until I was having that conversation. I was speaking aloud of why Man. I didn't like the dog and 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 previously the pee smell and why why it would just make me so angry when I walked downstairs if I smelled any sense of urine, I never said it aloud. I would just be sitting there stewing with it. But just from a conversation verbally saying it aloud, I was able to pinpoint that. And I was like, damn, I gotta let that go. So you used to hate the dog now? I, I, I don't I don't hate him. Like I ain't trying to get rid of him no more. But okay, I, okay. I still don't fuck with. That's a, that's yeah. their dog. That's that, their thing. That's their dog. Yeah. That's, your, that's a, like that's your people. I ain't yeah. gonna fuck it up. That's your people. But that ain't that ain't my people. But that's see, that's the thing with that. And see, that's one of the things too that I've can say that I've kind of almost mastered is being so completely grounded within myself that no one can throw me off. Because sometimes people have a one track mind of. Have you ever thought about the cat just decided to have his own idea? Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So when people come to you, like even just listening to your situation, if you think about a, if a plane crashes and you land in, into the ocean, the fastest way to die is what? Panic. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So if you think about being calm in those situations, you're able to make it out of it. The same thing in the conversation. Why am I going to let somebody say something to me that gets me so riled up, that brings me out of my character yeah. more and more and more? And the more you do it, the more you lose yourself. And I've done that before. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So once you stay so grounded, they now, they see that they can't get to you. So their respect level changes because they can't approach you the same way. So now you can have a healthier conversation and how you move because you're staying grounded. Mm. Like his tone, I can't even see him upset. Man. He too damn cool. You I've know what I'm saying? That, I've seen that nigga. <laughs> Look, but, <laughs> see, I, but I can't see that. Well, here's the thing. When he gets upset, he's the same tone. Yeah. And it's which is stern. It's yeah. sterner. Exactly. I seen this nigga Greg check this, this comedy manager. When he was on the road, because motherfucker tried to charge That's me another $80 podcast, man. Another <laughs> <laughs> podcast. I will say this. I'm glad you brought that up before we close. Um, Kenny, when you were talking about how when you get passionate or you get upset and uh, the, the difference between when you get passionate and you're talking with your hands, and I, I've realized that going into those conversations, kind of about what I was talking to you about, Greg, when you are going into it in the, the defense mode, you are already expecting negative feedback, negative reinforcement, all that type of stuff. So you're 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 listening to respond, and then when you have that attitude, now the volume is increasing. Mm. Now you're cursing. Now the other person just wants to be heard and get out what the fuck they want to say versus listening. Mm. 
mm-hmm. and understanding and then taking it in be like, damn, I did do that. Mm-hmm. Damn, you did. When Farron first told me, it was like, I tell you about everything. Even when I'm like, no, the fuck you don't. You tell me some shit when it's all. And I was like, <laughs> she was like, no, I came to you mm-hmm. and I told you I wanted, I was going out of town this month, but I didn't know the dates yet. And then I came back when I got the dates and said, these are the exact dates. And mm-hmm. then I came back and confirmed, like, these are the exact dates. Are you still okay with she this? She gave me everything. I saw she went in the, the pocketbook, got all the receipts, and I was like, damn, you right. Mm-hmm. You are absolutely right. And there's nothing I can do in that, that point mm-hmm. except admit that I'm wrong and 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 apologize and try to do better. I, I, I always say, like, every time we get into it, it's an opportunity for me to learn and me to love her better and mess up less. That doesn't mean that I'm not going to stop messing up. That just means I won't repeat the same offenses that I've done in the past because now I'm in a different place of healing and learning from these mistakes. And it was like, oh, okay, boom, I did this. Okay, cool, let's cross this up for yellow tape so now I won't go back this way no more. Mm-hmm. Now I know to avoid that when I see myself going down this path or having this conversation or I'm about to plan something and I'm gonna leave her out. No, 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 boop, 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 let me hit this or her. Hey, mm-hmm. we cool, I checked the calendar, it looks okay, but I just wanna run this past you. Like, I never used calendars before my wife, never. And we Same. just started using it hard like two and a half years ago to the point where there was a, there was a time a couple months ago and she was like, oh, I told you that. I was like, you may have. I'm sorry, but typically we put stuff on the calendar. And I just didn't see it on the calendar. <laughs> I and it wasn't even to get it, but it was I just know. like, she was like, damn, you're right. Because this is a protocol of what we said we were going to do yeah, to avoid it. these pitfalls when it comes to planning and miscommunication. <laughs> and she was like, you're right. I missed that step. That's my bad, babe. Um, mm-hmm. I apologize. And it's like, when you are growing together, you're learning together, and you it's not just about hearing that person. It's about effectively doing the things that you can to avoid those same pitfalls repeatedly. Mm-hmm. Have so. you heard of this book called The Love Dare? Nah, I never I recommend all y'all. It's for it's it's kind of made to heal and fix broken marriages, but it's also a good tool to knowing how to move in a relationship. And it's uh I think it's like a 41-day challenge and basically it gives you and your couple a challenge to do every day separately. Mm. I I I guarantee you that book for anybody cuz with what you said it's like Take the day to not want to be right when you want to be right because it allows mm. you to recognize your triggers in every situation of what you go through. Do some random acts of mm. kindness just for the day, both of you, and then you write down the issues and what happened. Like it's so dope. It's called the Love Dare. I highly recommend that book. Listen, I hate that we have to end this, but we got another group of black men I want to get in here so we can talk about this stuff. We got some amazing things coming. Uh, please like, share, subscribe. And follow all of these gentlemen. You guys want to give your handles, Greg, Rich, uh, Keenan, and uh, watch watch the growth for Black Men, man. Go ahead, Greg. Give them- you can catch me on IG. That's G O L Z B Y on YouTube. Me and Tank um, have a podcast called uh, I can't even remember what we called. It. Hold on, hold on. Not man shit. Hold on. Let us tell it. Okay. I always mix it up with here's the thing, but let us tell it. Y'all know what's happening. Uh, yeah, and. Uh, follow my wife. You've got mail on IG. Mm-hmm. She's blowing up on TikTok. Oh yeah, she over there. <laughs> She's not a lawyer, but so yeah, that's that's her TikTok. Find that one. That's been going crazy. Mm-hmm. Rich, what you got for the people, bro? Yo, what's going on? It's your boy Rich Larue, man. Live right now with my guy to hear more, man. Look, y'all can follow me everywhere at Rich Larue, R I C H L A R U. Um, also follow my podcast. I kind of took a break because it's a lot of work. Got to create mm-hmm. balance. 
But when I come back, I'm going to come back and my podcast is Creators Buffet. Y'all can check out the episode with me and Tahir on there as well. It's, got, it's a good time. It's a good ass time. It's, it's probably the best episode I think I've ever had. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good ass time. I love how Rich went right into host mode. Yeah. Hey, what's up? It's your boy, Rich. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks for tuning in. This is the MTV Real World. <laughs> Go ahead, Keenan. <laughs> uh, yeah, at Keenan Baker on everything, K-E-E-N-A-N. Yeah, the Instagram is kind of starting to move up a little bit. So, uh, you know, follow that. Doing like, a, you know, a lot of just dope things on there. Um, I think we're supposed to be bringing uh, Brulianas back with Keon. Keon's over here. He'll be probably going to another episode. We're going to bring Brulianas back. Got to have y'all on there, talk some shit. And uh, yeah, man, just appreciate y'all, man. Just show, support and showing love. There it is. All right, thank you guys so much for watching another episode of More to the Story. The guys take over. Stay tuned for another episode. We'll see you next week. La Roop.